do you suffer from thoughts and ideation of suicide? I have at times. So let's talk about this in this podcast on suicide and how the technique that I teach can help stop it. My name is Steve Barham. I'm an emotional researcher. I'm Happiness Today on Twitter for Happiness is No Charge, the name of my work. I have been leading up to doing this podcast on Twitter now for a couple of weeks. It has been a subject that I have needed to put a lot of thought into. I gave some tweets about my first experience and some of my other experiences, etc., etc., and I'll be uh, going with those. I have a section, several sections actually, on things involving depression and suicide in particular. This is a very sensitive subject and it's a very somber subject as it deals with death and dying. And there's really a lot to this and I'm not going to be able to cover everything in one little podcast, of course. So what I'd like to uh, talk about here in the beginning is uh, my my first experience with suicide. It wasn't really because I was suicidal It was because I was curious about death. What is death? What is death like? What what would it be like to be dead? Is it a nothingness? Is there still something there? Uh, You know? Okay, I was eight years old, you know, having the, wondering this, and I was uh, laying on my bed holding my boy scout knife to my belly and so uh, at that time I simply decided that I'm not sure whether I didn't want to know whether I couldn't know or or what but I didn't do it <laughs> okay I I don't mean to laugh at suicide or anything but there are some things that just strike me funny sometimes after my stroke uh, when I was 42 and after my uh, PTSD kicking in I don't always give an appropriate response so uh, pardon me if I chuckle at some things some things just strike me as odd so that was my first experience with thinking about death and dying and what it was like and everything but I wasn't I wasn't suicidal okay I wasn't despondent there's a delineating point. I have a delineating point between depression and suicide. Okay, A person can be depressed without thoughts of suicide. I can be depressed in grief. I can be depressed in victimhood, feeling like a victim. I can be depressed with shame, blame, and guilt, but not feel despondent. I can be in despair over something, but not necessarily despondent. I might be despairing, disparaging and uh, desperate in a situation or whatever. It might be breaking down into a crying fit or whatever, but I'm not necessarily despondent. I'm not thinking about or ideating or even let alone attempting 
suicide. So uh, I, I delineate there with despondency. You have to have a sense of some, uh, something makes a person despondent. Okay? Uh, like my girlfriend leaving me. Okay? I was despondent and thinking about suicide for three months. Okay? Uh, we'd been together for four years, and even though things weren't, you know, moving along, uh, and, and things happened and stuff, and when she left, I got not only depressed, but I became despondent, and I started thinking about suicide. You start, it started off, you know, once a week, but pretty soon it's several times a week, and then it's every day. And pretty soon it's not just every day, it's every so often throughout the day, and it ended up being every 20 minutes, because that's how long it takes for me to read a comic book. I'd had a, a huge shock with uh, failure uh, with my business, and uh, another job, and this and that, and that's probably why she left, because things weren't going well for us financially and stuff. It really bothered me. It really got to me. I, I really didn't want to end the relationship and stuff. Um, but it was clear that she did. And if you love somebody, you let them go, right? Okay, so I let her go. I thought that it was only temporary. Maybe she'd like to get back together. She didn't. <laughs> okay, well... Back then, I got in. I, I was suicidal. Ever, uh, so I any, anyway, I was. Um, I had sort of a, a breakdown and went into kind of a second childhood, I guess. And so I was reading comic books, and so uh, one comic book was The Incredible Hulk number two hundred eight. And it's about Bruce Banner looking in a window at a 45 caliber pistol and thinking, you know, one bullet and my nightmare of being the Hulk would be over with. And, and I'm going, yeah, one bullet, my nightmare would be over with. I wouldn't feel this way. It'd be great. And then he turns around and he slams his fist into his hand and goes, no. I go, no? <laughs> really? No? And he goes, no. Bruce Banner was a guy who had friends, he had family, he had a job, and this, that, and the other thing, and they're not lost, they're, they're not gone, they're just misplaced. And I can get them all back if I just work hard enough and desire it. So he turned around 180 degrees and went the other way. I went, yeah, really, you can do that? Okay, I'll give it a try. Well, I called up my girlfriend, we uh, went out a couple of times and stuff like that, but it just wasn't there for you know, and it left me in confusion, but at least I was no longer suicidal. I had hope and uh, moving forward. So suicide can have a sense of hopelessness, helplessness, powerlessness, but also despondency. You can have those other emotions with depression and not be despondent. So at that point, I got inspired, and that's what pulled me out of my suicidal dive, okay? Well, life went on. In the 90s, I'd had a stroke, and I stopped teaching 
uh, martial arts uh, in another town and just taught at home. In 2001, I started having explosive anger issues and in 2002, I'm diagnosed with Graves' disease and thyroidism. Okay, my, my thyroid was burning out and this was causing me to have emotional flare-ups. And in 2004, early 2004, I was also diagnosed with candida overgrowth in the intestines as well as the resultant leaky gut syndrome, which has a connection with thyroidism. Graves' disease is an autoimmune disease. I had a lot of autoimmune issues uh, and things, but they were brought on by the candida and the leaky gut syndrome leaking bowel matter and thus toxins into the bloodstream and body. Okay, so your autoimmune system goes, you know, charge, you know, and it attacks all that crud, okay, to use a more polite term. So I felt lousy, miserable, horrible, terrible, suffering all at the same time. Five years of that left me, even though it healed up, uh, and was over within five years. Physiologically, I was left in a state of shock and numb and just debil debilitating shock. So my nerves got shot up and I went into a state of shock and I uh, developed PTSD. And I was like that for two years. I still have my PTSD. I still have some symptoms and stuff like that. But it's doing a lot better because of this technique that I teach in my book. Happiness is no charge to target your emotions. Life can be so hard that a person starts having considerations, thoughts, emotions, attitudes, beliefs, and considerations, conclusions, decisions that, you know... It might not just be worthwhile to continue. I don't mean to laugh and make light of that, okay? But it can it can happen. So I was in this debilitating state of shock for two years in the beginning, and I tried a couple of antidepressants, which I got off of uh, within three days each because I wasn't tolerating them well, and I didn't want to wait to acclimate myself to them. Uh, and so uh, I stopped even telling my doctor about my emotional problems and symptoms. I just went for my thyroid medication and my uh, uh, exam, yearly exam. Uh, but that's another issue. Uh, don't get me started talking about doctors because we'll be here all week. And so uh, in 2009, early 2009, I discovered this little technique and it started to work right away out of the box on the first thing I tried. Now, this technique is psychology supported and emotional research supported, and I have a lot of references in my book of my 10 years of research and stuff. So the psychology uh, part is step one. In psychology, it is recommended to name that. There's an article, and you can look it up, how saying one word can stop a runaway emotion. Okay, and that is to name it. Call it that. Well, that's step one that I, that I was already doing. Okay, my, my first, uh, the first thing I did the technique on was a fit of irritation. I was irritated. And I'm naming it. 
this is irritating. This is irritating. I'm so irritated. This is so irritating. <laughs> okay, did I tell you it was irritating? Well, that wasn't working. I did that. I was naming it for several minutes. It was getting worse and not going down at all. And then I had an epiphany that it's not irritation. It's this thing called emotional charge that I talk about. The, the realization was it's not irritation. It, it is irritation charge. And then I started doing this technique. And in a minute, it was less reduced, faded, and quit, stopped, vanished, ended. Okay, gone, gotten rid of, no longer bothering me. Okay, it only took a minute and I was dead calm. I had not been calm in that state for seven years. And here with the first, the first use of the technique, I was calm, dead calm, no bother peace and quiet. It was awesome. But I had another episode. Uh, the second thing I did the technique on was a fit of frustration. That took two and a half minutes. <laughs> okay, I was really frustrated. We, we can say foot stomping livid and shrill. Why is it so, why is it so frustrating? You know, stomping my feet, shaking my hands. It was over with in two and a half minutes. Usually something like that would leave me in that state for 10, 15, 20 minutes maybe. But I had another realization. See, it wasn't frustration. It was the frustration charge. Charge means the energy load in, of, and behind something. It doesn't have to be an emotion. Charge is a term for energy. And it can be energy in anything. Well, emotion means energy in motion. Doesn't say what type. But motion is a kinetic energy, okay? So there's something moving, okay? Whether it's an electrical signal or an electrochemical process or, or even chemistry itself, okay? There's an energy there that wants to move. When that energy gets blocked up, it builds up what's called a charge. It builds up pressure. And emotions are not just chemicals. They, are, they have an electrical component and this is what char and this is usually what's called a charge an electrical charge and charge when i was studying back in the 70s for 2 years uh, was a term used for negative emotions i think bob has some charge on that okay or Ms. dr jones you have some charge on snakes okay Dr. Jones, Henry Jones, right? Indiana Jones, okay? He hates snakes, right? Well, that's his emotional charge on snakes. His hate. He hates them, okay? Because he had a shock on top of the train. In the, in the Chronicles, it shows this, that on top of the train, this snake came out of the bag, and he got this horrible shock, and he's hated snakes ever since, <laughs> okay? It traumatized him. So there's shock, and there's trauma, and there's negative emotions. That's emotional charge. That's what this technique works on. I've done the technique on shock, stress, trauma, all negative emotions, states of anxiety, states of hysteria, states of depression, and suicide. My father passed away in 2016, February 2016. 
in fixing up the house in move in a three-week grueling move to the mobile home park uh, my PTSD was really kicking in and I was left in a state of shock and emotional physical and mental psychological exhaustion did the technique uh, and it helped greatly that particular day <laughs> okay I started getting my energy back that day it I only did the technique for about 15 minutes but my energy started coming back right away okay in an hour I'm going hey you know I have more energy Wow you know by the end of the day I'm going oh my energy's back you know it's great you know I can do things you know well my sister passed away a couple of weeks later from cancer I felt awful about that and my subconscious mind starts having thoughts of death and dying and dissociation episodes where the world just lurches around me which I realized was shock it comes from shock so doing the technique with the shock and dissociation charge stop that I don't have I don't have dissociation depersonalization and derealization episodes much of the time and if I do I do the technique and they don't last long <laughs> okay they're over with usually in five to ten maybe fifteen minutes okay I've had episodes of paralytic fear stop in 15 20 minutes and not happen again you know it's been three years since then it's the same thing with suicidal emotions the shock drives us down emotionally into a state of depression and dis and despondency despair and desperation and we think that you know and a person might think that you know it's not worth living one of the things that suicide can give us is the emotional desire to escape we wish to escape our pain okay pain is a stressor if pain continues we get anxious about that okay we start to worry we can panic we can go into distraught and overwrought hysterics over it failing to solve it uh, we can get depressed and failing to better it uh, failing to better the depression we can desire to escape through suicide as a last resort hitting us quickly we may not see through the illusion or hallucination of that processing it would stop it we would do I would let's say it's me I would do the technique on the despondency but also the desire to escape charge okay and that can be one reason why people start to think it's not worth continuing am I, I might as well be I'm better off dead might be a consideration so they're thinking about death and dying I certainly was I would be horribly upset in a breakdown crying fit a hysterical breakdown crying fit of 
hopelessness, helplessness, powerlessness, worthlessness, etc., 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 listlessness, listlessness, lifelessness, etc. And I would be thinking, you know, this just isn't worth continuing. There were many, many, many episodes. There were several episodes in 2000. There, it wasn't so bad in 2016, but it grew to, to in 2017 because of my car accident and breaking my wrist, etc., etc. Later, it, 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 that got better, and things were a little bit better in 2018, but they got worse again in 2019 when I was writing up my book. <laughs> Because it got very irritating, frustrating, anger producing, and pretty soon I'm having breakdown after breakdown after breakdown, and I'm uh, in a state of, I actually hit dis despondent. This just isn't working, it's not going well, it's never going to work, it's not going to do this, you know, and stuff, and you get caught up in it, you get fixated by it, there's a little bit of obsession emotional obsession and emotional compulsion which brings about thoughts and ideation within an emotional state so I do the technique on that despondency I do that technique on that breakdown charge directly this is breakdown charge is the realization to have when you're having an emotional breakdown or a meltdown or a shutdown I have had shutdowns and done the technique on them and come out of that shutdown that day or within within maybe 20-30 minutes simply by looking at the shutdown looking at the state of the shutdown and using this is shutdown charge as a realization with the technique you can do the technique with any other emotions involved in the shutdown because there might be some suppression uh, you might even feel angry suppressed your anger and then shut down that happened to me once so uh, I would look at those emotions and I would do the technique with all of those emotions at the same time this is shock anger suppression and shutdown charge can be done with the technique in depression depression is a state of is a consideration of loss a notice of loss it's about loss it is about loss at the upper end of the depression range of emotions such as grief that's loss over the you know the death of someone or the loss of something okay but there's also lower levels where they are levels of shut down less energy lifelessness is a shutdown listlessness is a shutdown lethargy is a shutdown in the amount of energy depression is often a state of withdrawal a person withdraws and withdraws and withdraws and suicide is the ultimate withdrawal from life so there are levels within levels okay depression is a level of loss but it's also a level of shutdown and that can be biological chemical shutdown and body shutdown death is the shutdown of the body but death as an emotion is feeling like you have shut down dead inside lifelessness
see my see my podcast on lessness i might say i have lost this so there's grief i caused this loss so there's shame blame and guilt and embarrassment or whatever okay and that loss can be loss of life loss of energy as with lethargy uh, listlessness and lifelessness and then there's loss of life death and dying and despondency suicide is a part of that death and dying it, you don't need to be despondent to, to die <laughs> Un unfortunately or fortunately but with despondency you're going to a person a person is going to be a little more fixated obsessed and and compelled a person is compelled towards suicide by impulse okay uh, they say on some places that most suicides happen within five minutes of the thoughts and ideation and some people don't even have the thoughts and ideation they just get an impulse and jump or whatever it's an impulse which means it's a charge it's an electrical impulse in the mind to the brain to the nervous system to action okay and some people are susceptible to impulses impulsive people and they act on that impulse and, and some people have 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 actually done that you know it's sad to say but uh, a lot of times it can come on slowly with me it was slowly like I said you know it was once a week and then it was two or three times a week and then it's pretty soon it's every day and it got to be every 20 minutes I was about 20 minutes away from taking the shotgun out in the backyard and not coming back inside. So targeting the emotions, the shock and that drop in emotion is what I use on suicide and the despondency and the despair, etc, etc, etc. And those thoughts and the pictures of those thoughts, lessons, reduces fades moves off okay i'll tell you a little bit about that moves off moves away and stops and ceases and i haven't had that particular episode again and so there's no flashback of that that episode is gone and stopped and i haven't really had a bad uh suicidal episode uh, since 2019 for about a year now okay I have had some recently but it's been very minor and I have been able to just pull myself out of that no that's the wrong thought to have okay <laughs> and uh, and I do the technique for a little bit and usually in a, in a couple of minutes it's gone and I'm back to focusing on what I need to be doing which is benefit okay betterment is benefit and so I'm actually more able to almost normally uh, stop an episode and it's the same with some depression I haven't had major depression difficulties for quite some time as well although I've had some very stressful episodes and anxiety episodes it's more in that range than the lower range of depression and fortunately not suicide well, what do I mean by moving off? Suicide thoughts and ideation moving off. Well, there's a phenomenon I ran into, which was a psychosomatic 
event of death and dying. Uh, this was in, this may have been in late uh, 2016 after my father and my sister had died and I'd had uh, episodes of dissociation, depersonalization, and derealization. It may have been around that time. It was like a dream, although I was awake and aware uh, of, of present time, okay? Picturing and an imaging of and and sound, okay, voices of death and dying blaring at me, and so it was like a. Let me give you let me give you an analogy. It would be like a person standing there with a boombox, blaring death and dying at a person. It's a hallucination. I call the. Uh, this is when I coined the term emotional hallucination. It's a hallucination based on an emotion. And suicide can be like this. So it was, you know, these voices telling me about death and dying, death and dying, death and dying, death, you know, ad infinitum. Wouldn't shut down. It's very loud in volume and stuff. And it's a hallucination. It's an illusion. Okay. And so I did my technique on that, okay? The despondency of it, the death and dying components of it, death is death has actually an emotional component. There is an actual emotion called death. I have felt like I was dying inside. I have felt a sensation, an emotion of dying inside okay not not necessarily being suicidal but feeling like death feeling dead feeling dead inside there are people who are walking around feeling dead inside okay that's an emotional state that's an emotional charge you don't have to have quote unquote a bad brain to do that okay but if it becomes chronic it can develop into some brain issues the brain can maladapt they say okay uh, parts of the brain can shrink parts of the brain can enlarge okay and so with this hallucination thing I did the technique on the emotions in of and behind it the despair the disparagement the despondency the the desperation there the act of it being an illusion and hallucination, etc., etc., etc. It did not take long for this to loosen up, lessen, reduce, and move off. It was as if that person with the boombox started to walk away from me, and it got fainter and fainter and fainter and fainter as it got out of earshot, and eventually it just got less and less and less and fainter and fainter and fainter and fainter and fainter and fainter, fainter, fainter until it was gone and I couldn't hear it anymore and that never came back. It took about five minutes, maybe ten tops for that to stop. So that's the power of this technique that I teach in my book, Happiness is No Charge to Target Your Emotions. We target the emotion itself as an emotional charge that it is directly 
that is despondency. I feel despondent. I am, this emotion that I am feeling right now is despondency. So that, looking at the despondency, that is despondency. And the realization to have is, oh, this isn't despondency. This is despondency charge. This is the energy load, the amount, the intensity, the frequency, the polarity, even the speed, momentum, and inertia, and mass of this emotion. We are actually feeling an emotional wave. It's an electromagnetic emotional wave. Thoughts are electromagnetic emanations from the, on the brain, okay, from the brain, okay? They, they come up, they may rise up through different parts of the brain, but they can actually detect where that thought, you know, is coming up from and, and where it comes out in the cerebral cortex area and becomes a thought, okay? And so there's this electrical type impulse that comes up, okay? And it comes up to consciousness. That's why we feel it. Now, some of this is psychosomatic, comes from the subconscious mind or unconscious mind. It can come from the id or the lower part of unconsciousness of the ego or, or what have you. But it can also be a, a past event, a flashback, or like with this, an emotional hallucination, like a daydream. It was like a daydream, a dream, but I wasn't producing voluntarily this episode. This, this dream just came on by itself. It's kind of a projection from the subconscious up to consciousness. Okay, so suddenly <laughs> these voices of death and dying, like somebody standing there with a boombox, was just blaring death and dying at me. At least there weren't t 20 flashbacks of that. And so uh, I, that the technique helped me over that, and it has helped me stop many, many, many other suicidal episodes. So I think I'll end off there. Thank you very much. This is a long-awaited number 11 podcast. Thank you for your patience. Thank you very, very much for coming, very, very much for uh, listening, and I hope to do another one. And, and in the meantime, check out my work, check out my blog, check out my book, Happiness is No Charge to Target Your Emotions. I have sections on every emotion and state. So there are emotions of pressure, emotions of stress, emotions of anxiety, emotions of hysteria, which I've had, and with my PTSD, etc., and emotions of depression and emotions of suicide, and it doesn't have to be uh, a medical thing. It can be a purely emotional and psychological thing. Hopefully it doesn't last too long and become a medical thing. So I appreciate you listening. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Be well, be happy, because happiness is no charge, no negative emotions. So I'm Steve Barm. I'm an 11-year emotional researcher. I'm happiness today on Twitter, for happiness is no charge. Blessings. Take care.